Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources on a Thursday. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and we're having a great conversation today. And as always, we want you to be part of it. And you can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500, 57500-Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. And uh, let me know what's on your mind. What's happening? What do you want to talk about? What are the principles driving what you're doing today? And uh, as we've been talking about, this is a critical time for us to have not divisive conversations, but elevated conversation when it comes to the world of politics. 2020 special coverage on Inside Sources. All right. That is the official entrance walk on music for uh, one Burgess Owen (laughs) Burgess candidate for the fourth district uh, race nominee for the Republican side of the House. Burgess, how are you doing today? Boy, very good. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm actually in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, so it's kind of cool to be at a place that's, that's so important during this period of time that we're celebrating. So thank, thanks so much for the opportunity to chat with you. Oh, well, we appreciate you carving out just a, a little bit of time. We know you're coming down the home stretch, 12 days to go in uh, really a crazy uh, election cycle. And uh, give us just a, a little perspective. What is it, what is it like for you uh, to be in Gettysburg on a day like today? You know, it's, it's interesting because this uh, this particular day, this this event, was it kind of shows how reliant we are on our Heavenly Father. Because uh, uh, President Lincoln uh, really was tuned in to what would bring our country together, and it was a, ma- a matter of both the North and South overcome the evils at that time. And that commitment was the Emancipation Declaration, in which uh, in which he was the first. He understood it was up against, but he knew that he was led to give all people freedom, because that's what our Constitution was based on. And I just respect people like that will stand up against the, the, the greatest odds. And he's made a difference, obviously, uh, in my my uh, uh, in my, my life here and as, as all Americans as we've been to draw around the world for the, the greatest uh, society in history of mankind. So it's very, very special. Just here for a day. I'll be back on, on the ground tomorrow. So we'll be back making this thing happen. So, uh, that's great. Real quick. That's yeah. great. Uh, well, you know, the, the Juneteenth uh, celebration tomorrow is a, such a significant one. We, we spoke yesterday on our program uh, talking about the uh, speech that Lincoln gave his uh, a House Divided uh, speech uh, that his uh, his good friend and, and law partner uh, said was uh, morally courageous and uh, politically uh, not good. <laughs> it cost him yeah. the Senate race, uh, but of course, ultimately led him to the presidency and and that uh, powerful Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, but let's let's talk about your race now in terms of what's going on in the fourth district as you come down the home stretch. Uh, I want to do some rapid fire questions with you that I've been doing with okay. uh, some of your counterparts. 
And the first is, you know, we often introduce people by their biographies, and yours is amazing. Uh, you know, NFL superstar, Super Bowl champion, uh, you know, all of the work that you've done throughout your life uh, in terms of business and your business perspective. Uh, but I want to get to a principle. Uh, I think introducing okay. people through their principles matters. So as you introduce yourself to the people of the 4th District, what's the what's the principle? What's the essential principle uh, for Burgess Owen? Very- it is very, very easy, uh, and I, I love this because the message brings us together. First of all, this is the country. This is the place of second chances. One of the things I don't talk about a lot, but I like to highlight it whenever I have a chance, particularly to talk with kids, is that I came out of um, NFL. I started a business, which I believe are truly are the that's, the that's the engine drive of our country, is business ownership. But I started a business in sales and had to start all over again. Uh, I had for a few months with a chimney sweep, was a security guard. Very humble time, but I knew this is the country of second chances. I knew by, by doing those things my dad and mom had taught me to, first of all, stand up, go at it, don't feel sorry for yourself, and you work your way back. And, and anyone who understands that, we work our way back how? Every single one of us, if we understand the, the, the concept given us to book to, by Booker T. Washington, head, heart, hands, and home, education, faith, industry, and family, if we prioritize those four things and we make sure that nothing else gets in our way or tells us we can't get there, we can achieve the American dreams of the middle class. It could be done in one generation. One generation, no matter where you are today, if you're not there now, one generation could be that generation that takes off. Part of the middle class is, by the way, is where you find the most empathy, faith, service, love, appreciation. The middle class, the more, uh, more the bigger that is, the more of the American dream, the American way we'll find here, and the more attraction we are for good people around the world who want to join us. So my message, very simply, no matter where you are today, we are a place, a place of hope because we have a God in heaven that gives us that second chance. Just get up and do your best. Serve others when you don't feel like you can, and you find yourself in a, in a much better place with, with, with time. Yeah, that, that second chance is, is, is such an important thing. Uh, you've obviously experienced uh, your, your own form of uh, race discrimination over your life starting uh, deep in the South. Uh and, but I love this idea that you talk about this second chances. I was talking with David Brooks not long ago, and, and he keeps talking about uh, the American story is a redemption story. Yeah. So in the midst of all the unrest, protests, some peaceful, some not, uh, all the challenges that relates to law enforcement, what's the redemption story there? What's the second chance that you're hoping to bring about as a member of Congress if you win? The greatest gift I give to American people uh, and it starts off with what uh, Thomas Jefferson said, ignorant and free can never be. Mm. We as an educated people, we are those who can understand our history, understand what's, what our foundation, our country is based on. To be a Christian value allows us to see each other better every single, every single generation from inside out versus outside in. That is the greatest gift that we've had as an educated people. And we need to, in our process of being educated, realize that we're always going to have an enemy at our doorstep. We are the place in which we've been blessed. We, we, we understand what it is to serve and give and see, see each other in a different light. There's always that adversary who wants to do just the opposite. We're fighting that adversary today. We're fighting that, that, that ideology that tells us that we're not a good place, that we're not good people, that we have a, a, a terrible history, where in my history, what we the people have done together is so inspirational. If we ever learn what we've done, how the sacrifice has been paid by, by Americans across the board, by those who, when my, my great-great-grandfather escaped from South Carolina Burgess Plantation, and he went that southern route and western route 
of the Underground Railroad, the German Americans and, 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 and Hispanic Americans that opened their doors as he made that trip. We'll never know who they were. We'll never know exactly what they were going through at the time. But they gave to my great-great-grandfather that allowed him to be a successful entrepreneur, owned 102 acres in, in about two years, to, to um, start the first black church, the first black elementary school, to raise a family of strong Christians that went down to my, to my dad's generation. Mm. If we ever knew our true history, we can never be divided. So education is so important. And my goal, very simply, of all the things I can do, is we need to change these, these higher education um, colleges. They, they're, right now, they're, they're nothing but laboratories for Marxists. Mm. We need to change that. We need to find a way to make sure that the curriculums that are being taught, we need to have our, our product that comes out of those, out of those, out of those colleges, a product to give back to our country. We don't need to import talent. We have enough American talent right here. We have the right type of educational system. And it's time for us to pay those who give us a good product and start clawing back that money for those who continue to give us people who hate our nation. We cannot afford to allow kids to be used that way. All right. They're, they're too precious. They're too important. Fantastic. A very special phone call from Burgess Owen, uh, who's taking a, a quick pause out of the uh, hectic down-to-the-wire uh, race in the 4th Congressional District uh, at Gettysburg. Uh, important day, important time. Uh, Burgess, we always appreciate your perspective, your principles, and uh, good luck down the stretch in that 4th Congressional race. Thank you, boy. We really appreciate the opportunity, buddy. All, All right. Best, talk guys. to you soon. Take All care. the best. All right. Again, that's Burgess Owens. Uh, as we continue to go through uh, the countdown to the election and uh, everything that uh, needs to happen to be informed voters will continue to have these kinds of conversations with candidates uh, on both sides of the aisle, up and down the ballot, uh, so that you can make a choice that makes sense and will help us have the right leadership to move the country forward. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Uh, When we come back, you don't want to miss this uh, religious freedom event going on at BYU. Uh, Some fascinating insight, uh, a little bit from Elder David A. Bednar, coming up next on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.